0: Ever wonder why luxury hotel mattresses are so dreamy? It's because those hybrid mattresses combine both comfort and support to make you feel like you're sleeping on a cloud. With Dream Cloud you can get a luxury mattress made with premium materials at half the price of traditional hybrid mattresses. DreamCloud combines the perfect blend of comfy memory foam and supportive springs. Comfortable sleep is about more than just the mattress you sleep on. And that's why every Dream Cloud also comes with $399 in accessories. Plus, get $200 off... A 365-night home trial, free shipping and returns, and a forever warranty. Go to dreamcloudsleep.com today. Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to the Coco Express Network. Talk radio that informs. Talk radio that inspires radio that enlightens. Talk radio for us all. Express Show Network and we are live. Today's date is Wednesday, April 17, 2019. And I have to tell you, it is what I can say is a hard day. It's been a hard It's just this year has been very different, different than any other year I've ever ever experienced and it has been um, challenging to say the least. But we, we you know, we get through, we get past it, we move forward, we move on, we move upward. And with that in mind, I would like to just, you know, say to, you know, everyone who listens to this show, I do it because I love what I do. The challenges are there. The hurdles are there. The hoops are, and the wrangles are there. But I do it because I love what I do. Now, today's show, we're supposed to have, join us, a woman named Deidre Raul, Raul and she is um, a prolific woman. She has written a stage play called A Woman's Worth. And, you know, when I first heard about this, I sat and, and contemplated exactly what that means to me. And it's a lot of things. And we're going to find out what made her um, create this play, what inspired her, what was her muse. So I would like to take the opportunity to... Thank her for coming on the show and also learn more about her with along with you, the listener. So please take the opportunity and um, please allow me the opportunity to bring to you Ms. Deidre Raul. Hello. Hi. Hey, how are you?
0: I'm fine yourself?
1: I'm doing well, thank you. Can you please pronounce your um, last name? Because I have a problem with the R-O-Ws when I pronounce them. Raul, Raul, yes. yes. For some some reason, my mouth just don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and some people um pronounce it Rowell too.
1: Oh, okay. I'll go the way you say Raul, Raul. Yes, I'll get it. I will get it. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us, and I'm so excited to have you here this and evening.
0: Thank
1: you for having me. And I was reading your bio, and I have a few questions that are, you know, of, of interest. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you to where you are today.
0: Well, my, well, as you said it, and you introduced me, my name is Deidre Rao, and um can basically say that I write based on what I go through. Mm. And I do, um, I'm a content creator, I'm working on a reality show as we speak, too. But the reason I do a lot of things is because as women, we go through a lot. Um, we are backbone to many things. And until we start understanding what we're here for and what we're called for, we're, gonna have to, we're struggling with that woman's worth. Some are searching for things that... That's I can I can honestly say that we're searching for things that that's beneath us. We deserve better, but because the way we view ourselves and what we take in from what other people are saying to us, we we are willing to accept anything. And it's time mm-hmm. for us to stop doing that because until we see our value, ain't nobody else gonna see it.
1: Oh my goodness, you are preaching to me and a few other people that I know. That are close to me. And you're absolutely right. And, you know, as women, we, we really struggle. We struggle with so many different things in so many different areas. And, and people don't realize, especially people, men, um, don't realize what our struggles are and what they entail. And what we present to people on the outside has n- nothing to do with what we're going on, what's going on within us, within ourselves. All right. So, yeah. So I, I wholeheartedly understand, and you know, I have to give you props on what you said because you were preaching the truth. So thank you.
0: Yes, you know, you have to go through something in order to to understand it better. You can't tell nobody a story if you ain't never went through nothing. And that's that's the way true. I that's yeah. true.
1: Now, what made you decide to get into writing? What What inspired you to become a writer?
0: I was a writer in high school, but didn't recognize it. Every time I would see my work on the blackboard, I kind of was ashamed of it. But as I gradually just started writing music and everything, it started coming to me what took place in high school. My <laughs> teacher actually seeing things in me that I didn't see. So when I started seeing the, the, the little poems I was writing or the essays I was writing, I took it as... He was he was trying to say something, but I wasn't listening at that time. So as I gradually just started writing and writing to myself, actually, I just started putting a pen to the paper and just coming up with things. And my first play was A, a Letter to God. And mm-hmm. that was formatted out of out of a song that I did. It was called A Letter to God. And from there, I just kept writing. So basically, once I started looking back on all the plays I have written, and the um the other contents that I'm doing as as now for now, it's like you you don't realize how powerful you is until you go back and look at what you have done before in order for you to move forward, so you just got i don't know it's just writing is in me mm-hmm. I think I' can write I write better than anything
1: okay okay, so you you are a writer. And that's who you are. And that's a beautiful thing because we don't always realize what we are put on this planet to do or to be until it's – it's we ne- sometimes never find out what our calling is, but you know yours and you are deep, diving deep into it. And that's a beautiful thing. How does it feel knowing that – knowing your purpose? How does that feel?
0: To be honest with you, Miss Coco, I struggled with it. I really? struggled with it, be, and and the reason I struggled with it it was because what was inside of me, I was ashamed to bring it out. Even though I can bring it to the paper, I was I was scared to tell tell what what I was feeling, so I mm-hmm. hid behind the mask. And until I was ready to take the mask off, didn't nobody know anything. Mm-hmm. I took it as when somebody someone would come and tell me something, I can give advice. <laughs> Like, it's nothing. But when it came to me, I had to learn that the advice I, uh, advice I was given, it wasn't worth me giving it to no one if I couldn't take that, that same advice.
1: I hear you I had that to, one.
0: Yes. I had to take off the mask. And once I took off the mask, that's when I was ready to move forward.
1: Okay. Now, you, str- you struggled with that, but how did it feel once you took off the mask and you were free? What did that feel like?
0: It felt good. It actually felt good to notice, mm. to finally understand that you have something to say and it's worth listening to. It's worth it at the end. I did this stage. I wrote this stage play eight years ago, eight years to mm. be exact, and it took me to go back and just read it over and and constantly reading it over to see if I had to change anything, but then I realized I didn't have anything to change. Everything that was needed to be said is already in it.
1: Okay. So this stage play is called A Woman's Worth. And what is it about? Can you give us a little you know, synopsis of what the play is about?
0: It's about three young ladies that's raised by their grandmother and she raised them in church, but at the same time they found their way they found their way out and one found love where well, she thought she found love. Um and then there was another the older sister. She kind of kept them together. But it was the baby sister that just seen a lot of stuff going on in the church that mm-hmm. she was disappointed in. And she was very vocal about everything that she seen. With the second mm. sister that thought she was in love, you know, she got hurt. You know, and, and the promises that he gave her never never came to pass. She always just felt like, that was her everything. But mm-hmm. her calling became her everything. And like me and my sisters.
1: Mhm.
0: But, okay. you know, names are changed and everything. But at the same time, like I said, you had to go through and see things in life in order for it to come to pass. And when it started coming, I was like, let me write it the way that mm-hmm.
1: I'm
0: gonna tell the truth when I write it. So that's okay. what I did and now here it goes.
1: Oh. That's excellent. That is really excellent because, like I said, um, to be free enough to speak, to tell your truth, to speak your heart, that's really difficult. And I know I struggle with it every day. Um, And I commend, and I'm kind of, I'm not envious, but I commend the, the courage that it takes for you to tell your truth, especially nowadays with everybody wearing masks. And I, I, you know, that's that's amazing. Now, with writing, how does your, you know, you you say that you, you write from experience. How do you begin your writing process? What do you do? Do you find a quiet place? Are you inspired to write something um, as it happens? Or do you reflect and write? How is your process?
0: My process actually happens through dreams. Um, and that's why I named my company "Through so my dream production, because I dream a lot. So when I start seeing things and dream, I would get up in the middle of the night and write it down and then go back, you know, a couple of days later, or even a month mm-hmm. later and look at what I wrote and then start writing what I feel like needs to be added to the, um, the introduction. And then mm-hmm. I do the body and then the conclusion. So it's like I, I can write I can start writing something. And it would take me a while to write it because I just have to sit back and think about it. But it, if I'm at the table and I'm listening to some music and a little bit of wine and I just start flowing and there it is.
1: Okay. Do you have any particular person that make that inspires you to write more or you know, inspires you to really sit down and just, just be creative. Is there any particular person, do you have a muse or is just the inspiration from God?
0: It it comes from God. And I and I actually look up to my mom too, because she was a very powerful woman in my life. She Mm -hmm. did a lot of things and took care of everybody on her own. So I kind of like look at her as my inspiration. And now that she has gotten older and Dimension is sitting in, Mm -hmm.
1: Mm it's one
0: thing that I can truly say about her. She remembers everything that I'm doing. And for her to say, what have you done today towards your dreams, it means a lot to me because, like, tomorrow is not promised to nobody. But to know that dimension has set in and it has gotten past what we thought it was going to get, it makes me push even harder now, knowing that my mom believed in me this much, that she could still remember what her daughter Mm -hmm. is doing.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. That is. Now, when does the stage play? Um, I know that it's not out yet. When when do you open up? When do um, your... um, Curtains open, curtain call comes
0: to pass. May twenty fifth at mm-hmm. Porter Sanford um Performing Arts Center in Decatur, Georgia, Atlanta. And um mm-hmm. five o'clock to nine o'clock and it's worth it. It has drama, it's funny, it's and it tells a story. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: any woman it, even a man, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It has a story for everyone in there. Um they need to come and check it out. It the the little the, the money that you're sitting aside to buy something to eat or whatever the case, some come get some information because someone is struggling as a woman, and they need to find themselves, and it might be in one of the one of the characters mm-hmm. where you might find yourself at.
1: Okay. Now, how many acts are in this play?
0: It's actually four. It's four acts.
1: Okay. 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 Okay, great. That's excellent. You know, and will this play be um traveling or will it just remain in Decatur, Georgia?
0: No, we'll be traveling. The next stop um August 10th will actually be in Macon, Georgia. And then um October, in October I will be taking it back home to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And in between that, we're looking at other theaters. So, I'm trying to do a mini tour just to find out how well it would do.
1: Okay, great. And will this ever be like on 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 film? you know how they have some stage plays that are videotaped mm-hmm. so that the people who live in other states that are not able to come see it will be able to check it out
0: yes we're we're working on that as we speak, yeah, I want people to see it even if they can't mm-hmm. come come to the show. I
1: okay. really do yeah now, what is your definition, or what do you define as a woman's worth?
0: A woman's worth is priceless. She is very priceless, and my thing is with women, and le- until we understand, there's not a price on us. There's there's nothing we can't do. We're not limited to anything. It's in us to when we were when we were birthed, we were we were we were called to be many things. But it's like we don't understand it. We need to understand who we are as women, and and I get emotional because of what the things that I see and hear. Because if we knew how powerful we was, we wouldn't accept what we what we accept. We mm-hmm. are the backbone to many things, and until we find that find that what what needs to be out of us, I'm just I'm begging a lot of women. Look in the mirror. What you don't like. Try to try to change it, but change it for yourself. Don't do it for no one else, because once you try to do it for yourself, it for someone else is not going to work. You're not going to be happy. You're all the changes you're making if it's not what for the person that you're looking at in that mirror. You're never going to be satisfied with yourself. Find your self worth, and then you can you can be happy with someone else. Add your value to you. Stop accepting anything, because. Until you do, you're going to always wonder and be unhappy. It's not worth it. Tomorrow's not promised. Well, today is not even promised. But at the same time, find who you are. Because it's going to mean a lot to the person that's looking in the mirror. No one else. The person in the mirror has to look back at you. And I'm sorry.
1: Oh, no, no, no. Please don't apologize for what you're saying. Now, the other thing that now, you know, since you are about truth and self-truth, you know, and understanding your self-worth, um, what are your opinions? Because I have this big thing where I don't think that women support each other enough, you know, and I don't understand why it has gotten to where it is. So what is your um? What is your take on that particular kind of situation?
0: I'm glad you brought that up because I'm writing a book called The Independence of a Woman, and I speak mm-hmm. on that as well. Women fear each other, and I don't understand why. Um, it's like crabs in a barrel. If one mm-hmm. see another one getting further than the other, they have a, have the a tendency to try to pull in the next one down or speaking bad about that person and don't even know what what's going on and I'm 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 tell the truth, I have been one that did that before. But at the same time I had to apologize because we don't know what the next woman is going through. We don't know what she had to do to get where she needed to be in life. And for us to turn our noses at another woman for doing what she had to do, it says a lot about us as a woman. Mm-hmm. As, if, if we can sit around each other without all the bickering and trying to put each other down, do do we as women know what we can come up with and what we can do? It's so much that, that a woman can do, and if we can find it within ourselves without trying to tear each other down, we would be powerful. We would be the next Oprah in everything. Oprah and Gail is not looking at each other like that. Ain't, no, ain't nobody looking... It's the insecurity that w- women have towards each other. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. I'm sorry. It's just crazy. Cause I, and you bring it up, but I speak of it in the book. We have mm-hmm. to stop doing it. We have to stop doing it because ain't nobody going to get nowhere doing it. We're going to be stuck well, where we at talking about each other.
1: Yes, you're absolutely correct on that statement. Um, I... Yes, you are correct, and we have so many examples of what not to do, and so few examples of what to do right or how to change. It makes it really difficult, and then we have to worry about the generations behind us because, from my perspective, the generations behind us have it really bad. Um, there is an instance in um, here in the uh, state, in the city that I'm in, where a young girl gotten to um altercation with another young girl in the bathroom, she wound up losing her life, you know. And for me, I couldn't wrap my head around that because I don't understand how, you know, you could be so, have so much rage and hatred towards another person that you would want to, one, fight them for, over something stupid, and then, two, try to take their life. Is there a point where it stops? But I don't think there is anymore.
0: No, and and I hate to say it because that the kids now is they taping the fights and they they glorifying. Yes, I have grand yes, mm-hmm. I have, gra- have granddaughters that's in middle school, and I I dread when I hear something is going on in her school because I worry about her. Because it's not like back in the days. It's not. They're jumping you in the bathroom. They're waiting for you to go to the bathroom to jump you. They're jumping you on the bus now. It's not safe for our kids, and it's crazy. No. We didn't live like that. We we actually can play in a circle and have fun. These kids can't even do that out of no. fear somebody going to hurt them. Or somebody. It's peer pressure now is more crazier than it was when we were younger. And all we can do is just pray.
1: Yes, 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 and yes. And, yes, you're absolutely right. You know, and I I spend a lot of time, you know, just analyzing and watching things and looking at the trends that we are, you know, always following behind. But they're learning this process behavior not from their peers they're learning it from other adults and that's the sad part about it and that comes into to play with what you're saying about women fearing each other and it's so sad and oftentimes we do fall into that particular kind of behavior because that's what we're taught to do and that goes way 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 back to you know centuries back this kind of behavior so you know from your perspective, how do we begin to make a change? How do we change?
0: The change that will come from within.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't care how many times we tell a person not to do this or not to do that, until we stop doing it, we can't even voice our opinion or say anything because at the end of the day, somebody is always watching you. Mm-hmm. And they will throw that back in your face. Well, if you go back and tell a child, well, you can't do this because of, because this ain't right, but they seeing you doing it, they're gonna look at it like that's double standard. How you gonna tell me and you doing it? These kids are not are not like us back then. When we said when our parents said don't do it, we couldn't do it. These kids are really like taking a chance on basically it's is what what they're doing is the little smart remarks they making and everything and who you letting in your house and who you letting be around them, them babies are watching you. I don't care how old you are or you quit to say I'm grown, this is my house, at the end of the day, them babies are watching you and your reaction on how you dealing with people. So you can't get mad at these kids. You can't do none of that. You got to watch what you do around these babies. And that's it. And keep praying over them, even when they sleep. Go in the room, pray over them. Check your babies. I mean, you say, they, they always say privacy. You you didn't have no privacy in my, at, at my house. My mama checked everything. And if it didn't look right, she questioned it. Question these babies. And I know everybody go to work and have to do their thing, but at the end of the day, check on these babies. Pull up at their schools. I mean, go see the teachers. My kids got, got upset with me because I was going up to their schools checking on them. I don't care. I wanted to make sure my babies was okay and doing what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. We needed to get it together as parents, grandparents, or whatever the case may be. Society is taking over. And once society gets their hands on these kids, it's over for us. Mm.
1: It's over. Yes, 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 yes. And my mom used to say that a long time ago. Uh, you know, she said, either I discipline you or Society will discipline you, and it will be far worse if they discipline you than my discipline. Right. And yeah. And I I, I saw what she was saying, but I see it so clearly now that it's unbelievable, you know, and we really, I, I believe that for all the um, strides our ancestors made to get us to where we are right now, mm-hmm. I think we have taken 100 steps backwards.
0: Correct. Correct. And it's
1: so sad. It's so sad. And okay. you, oftentimes you just don't know. You don't know what to do or, or, or what to do or where to go because it seems as if we have all these modern advances and all this technology and access to the world at any given second, but we still don't know how to deal with each other civilly, respectfully, and patiently.
0: Yes. My mom used to always say, if you don't learn nothing from your history, you're bound to repeat it. We got to start paying attention closely Mm -hmm. because it's getting crazy out here. It's really getting crazy.
1: Yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I'm not... I mean, I can see... That I've not seen a lot of what's going on now. I didn't think I would ever witness this kind of stuff. But it's, it's tough. Yes, and I feel for our up-and-coming generations because they have no clue. We have, you know, some knowledge because we had, you know, our relatives before us. You know, they parted some information on us, but they have no clue for them um, there was only a cell phone. There wasn't a landline. They knew nothing about that
0: uh-huh. um,
1: they didn't know that there were typewriters you know that were not connected to electricity
0: yes yes
1: yeah and the and the phone you had to dial, you couldn't press buttons. you know these are all things that they didn't know and and to them, that's like insanity. You mm-hmm. know, And I had a woman on the show um, on Saturday, and she was explaining to me that um, her daughter had a friend over, and she had a toaster on top of the countertop, and the young lady asked her, what was
0: that? Oh, oh, wow. So, so that means somebody at home ain't taking, taking time out to teach. You got to teach while you're at home. Mm-hmm. You don't want nobody else out there in the streets teaching them nothing. You want... It's gonna be taught at home.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. So we gotta, you know, we can't lay the responsibility on the you know, society and the government. We have to lay the responsibility on ourselves and what goes on in our homes because that's where it starts. And, you know, that's the interesting part. And I'm so, so grateful to have you on the show today because you know, when you talk about a woman's worth, you know, we're in this phase of this me too and, and, and all these other things going on and, and female empowerment and all those other things. But I think based on what we're discussing here today, that means nothing if your self-worth is non-existent.
0: Correct. Correct. And that that is true. I I, I guess for me it took me to lose. I lost a lot. And with Mm -hmm. me losing a lot, I lost myself within that. And I had to really, like, think about a lot of things. My mindset, it had me thinking, like, you can do this and you can be this. But if someone tears you down to the point where you don't have the ability to think that you can be something or you allow someone to make you feel a certain way and you knowing how you were raised or what's inside of you, it's never going to come out. It's, it's never. We as women, we need to start building each other up. I mean, the self-worth is one thing. The sisterhood is another. Is we need to find each other
1: mm-hmm.
0: because it's getting crazy it's I've never seen women bicker the way that we bicker as women we We can't even trust each other. We can't even have a conversation no more It's we looking at each other crazy we It's always what do, what do they want? What is it that she come here for what We shouldn't have to do that as a woman. As a woman, we should be able to build. We should be able to talk. We should be able to be able to go sit down and have a conversation without looking at each other crazy, without trying to figure out anything about you, what's negative about you. I just want to just be associates with women without them Mm -hmm. thinking negative. That's all I want. I'm not asking to be your friend. I just want to be a social. I want to have a conversation with you without you thinking, Something is wrong, or I'm coming mm-hmm. for something. That's all mm-hmm. I want. Let's build each other yeah. up as women. Yes.
1: Yes. It, it, and you're, so tr- you're so on point with everything that you're saying, and I understand. I, you know, and even though, and this is the part, I think, where we come off, we get sidetracked and pushed off track. Is when we try to make that approach and we try to be open and we're snapped at. I think mm-hmm. that that hurt is why women act the way they do towards each other because sometimes they do try to extend the, extend the olive branch and they get mm-hmm. it snapped out of, you know, snapped at and they get the hand bitten off, so to speak.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: they're hurt and offended, but they don't know how to explain that. So instead, it turns into bickering.
0: Right. Right. And that's all we gotta do is just give each other a chance. Mm-hmm. Chance ain't never a uh, chance they ain't never hurt nobody. If it don't work out, then you can just move on from it. But at least you did give someone a chance. We gotta do better yes. as women. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. You are so correct, and I'm hoping that you will be the catalyst to providing examples of how we can be better towards each other. With your work with the with your writing um your plays and your books, perhaps you are the one that will be able to set the standard for us because we need we need rules of engagement, codes of conduct on how to be able to be better sisters to our sisters.
0: Yes, and you just said it better sisters to our sisters take a chance, mm-hmm. invite each other out to dinner, just have a conversation. And that's it. Start with a convers, a little conversation. Never hurt nobody, mm-hmm. and you never know where you can go from there.
1: Yes, you know, uh, I, I believe that this conversation was meant to happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thank you for having me. I oh, really I do. am
1: so grateful. You are quite welcome. And you are more than welcome to come back and we can have this conversation. If you want to share some more of your thoughts on how to build a better sisterhood, I would love you to come back and talk about that.
0: Well, Ms. Polko, um you invited me, so I'm, I'll be coming, okay?
1: Okay. All right, now. Okay. Well, I'll make sure that I let, you know, Rachel know when I when you know, when the dates are available for you to come. And I would also like to thank Rachelle for this amazing opportunity. Had it not been for her, we wouldn't be having this wonderful, insightful and prolific conversation.
0: Yes, I love her to death and she knows it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um if you in Atlanta or anywhere, just come to the play and um Wherever we're having a play, if you feel like coming, you're welcome to come, Miss Coco. Oh,
1: thank you, thank you very much. Now, I would like for you to leave some words of wisdom for our guests because I really do think that you're the one that needs to end this show today with some jewels for us to take and put in our bags and carry.
0: Okay, well, first of all, I just want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to do this, I'm very honored and for the the people that are listening, I need everyone to take a chance on self. I need people to really understand you can't give someone something without giving it to yourself. You have to find you, and until you do, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be able to give somebody something that you can't give yourself. Reach deep inside of yourself and find out who you really are, and I promise you, there's power in you. You just have to know it's in you. Can't nobody speak it to you. Can't nobody tell you what's in you. You have to find it yourself. And until you do that, you're going to always wonder what could have been, why I didn't do it, and be ashamed of yourself when someone else is out there doing what you were called to do.
1: Mm. Thank you so much for those amazing words of wisdom.
0: Okay. Thank you. Thank, thank you. And have okay. a good one, Ms. Coco.
1: You do the same. Thanks again. Okay, to all of my amazing listeners, those of you who are out in in uh, Decatur, Georgia, and want to see this play, I'm sure you will get lots of jewels of wisdom that you can take with you and carry it with you and use. And the play is called A Woman's Worth. So by all means, check out the um, the page. I'm going to post this information on my webpage so you can have the information for when the play is going to be opening up on opening night. So with that in mind, we were left with some amazing, amazing words. And I'm just going to piggyback on what she said with one more thing. Take care of yourself is important. Because taking care of yourself allows you to take care of others because if you don't take care of you, you're no good to nobody. So please, heed the words that she gave us and listen to them carefully. And most of all, be blessed. Have an amazing evening and I will be back with you again this weekend. Be well.